Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, vloggers, we've got a great episode for you today. Before we get into it, I want you to know all of our Melbourne International Comedy Festival shows are on sale now. Dan and Hamo will be doing the full month at Melbourne. I'll be there for the first two weeks. If you want to get tickets to that, you can find that in the show notes. Also, we are considering doing a live vlog cabin, our second ever at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. But before we do make that official, we want to know, do you want it? Would you come? If you're in Melbourne and you'd come along, shoot us a DM, let us know so we can make it official and uh, we'll give you the details. Uh, Until then, red hot episode for you today. Get into it. Welcome to the vlog cabin. There's blokes with jokes. Anything could happen except for mutual masturbation. That's not the kind of vlog we mean. Um, Tom, check some levels. All right. Cock, piss, shit. Shit, shit, penis, cock. Cock. Yep. Balls. Okay. Balls, balls. Yeah. Balls. Yep. Urethra. Urethra. Ureth- balls. Balls. <laughs> Vaz deferens. Oh, that's a good one. Hello. Here we go. That's, a, that's a callback. Fer- someone said their fertility tested. Vaz deferens. I haven't heard that. It's, it's a callback. <laughs> Everything that you heard in school is a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetest callback on that test last week. It was crazy. <laughs> It was good. <laughs> it was my last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I reckon this is okay. Cool. I reckon. I reckon we're we're kind of on. Oh, I don't want a carbonated beverage. Pants. I was. I was. A you had to change pants. I was like, oh, this is too hot. Just you get excited it. for the pod, mate. <laughs> Tom's back. Tom's back. Change him. Pilot. 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 Coming. Coming. Made easy. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of that product. <laughs> what? I think it's coming made a little. I've harder. been taking it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've been snorting that shit, hoping, <laughs> hoping to finally finish. Man, ever since I started taking pilot, I'm coming like that. <laughs> finally. You can just see the pilot representative from behind the camera. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're ruining it. I'm getting so much done. <laughs> you're wasting all the goodwill you've created for us. How's this insult I got caught from my dad today? Hello. He said that the, he was worried about me because I was in bed till quite late in the afternoon today, mm. recovering from Adelaide. Yes, but uh, I came out and he goes, "Oh, Andrew, we were worried about you. There was a um, there was a story out uh, about a guy matching your description um, that was attempting to jump off the Hunters Hill Bridge." <laughs> <laughs> 
and your dad just brought you to that? No. Like, just like, hey, Andrew, you're hello. Like, hey, did he come in the room or did you leave no, no, the room? No, no, I come downstairs. Oh, He's like, oh, God. you're here. He goes, oh, we worried about you. And then he goes, until we heard the full description, it said it was a tall white guy with brown hair and tattoos and a slim build. And then we realised <laughs> <laughs> then we realised it wasn't you. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing some writing for your dad recently. <laughs> yeah. So he got me with the old fat sledge right at the end. <laughs> I quite I quite like that. I'm just like, oh, Dad, you made me feel real bad. Is there a bridge nearby? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's the only way you'd be able to kill yourself. You've got no neck. <laughs> Impossible to noose up. <laughs> Where are you going to put it? Yeah, well, the guy apparently didn't even jump off the bridge anyway. He got talked down. By whom? Your father? No. Hey, you look good. You should see my kid. <laughs> you should see my fat fucking kid. You feel could, great about yourself. He couldn't lift himself come, up there. Come, come <laughs> home with us. I'll, I'll introduce you. <laughs> yeah, I can't bring him on the bridge. It's not strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Here we go. Enough of that, you? Try and share stories with you guys. Well, no, the, the last time that we saw each other was in Adelaide at a bakery. And oh boy, did we do some damage. Mm. I think everyone in the party was a two-pie hero that evening. Yeah, have a good pie. This is a twenty-four hour bakery in Adelaide. Yeah. Absolutely, O'Connell, yeah. Baker and O'Connell. Shout out! I was I was getting a bit nervous because I've been he- hearing about it all week, and I was like, <laughs> I can't leave Adelaide. <laughs> I was getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there was food I might have to eat. <laughs> like, you're like, if there's no closing time, how will I know when it's time to leave? <laughs> <laughs> they do every meal. <laughs> I've forgotten how many dinners I'm up to. <laughs> How long have I been here? When does dinner stop and breakfast stop? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Shutter Island. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a customer to work here? What's going on? Uh, yeah, so do we, we're at some after after party thing for mm. Axe. And after I was already party con- thing for Axe. And uh, I was trying to leave. I, I, my first I was like, who's Axe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, circus performer. Obviously. I was trying to leave with a group of people. And then Dan had just arrived. <gasps> and true. so I felt bad saying like, hey... You're here. We're going. So I was. So we had a beer, and then I. You, I really it. had to twist your arm on that one. Wait, yeah, we, did you hear beers at the bakery? No, 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 no this, this is before. This is, oh, the artist bar. The artist bar. Oh. Yep. the bar for artists. Where the guy got me with a fucking ripper on the way in. One security guard on his own. I'm like, hey man, I'm just coming to the artist bar, and he's like, oh, do you have your artist bars? And I said, nah, but I can, I can show you my show description on the website with a photo of me. And so I brought it up. And it's just me wearing a red tracksuit in front of him wearing a red tracksuit on the screen wearing a red tracksuit. And he's like, nah, bro, that's not you. <laughs> and I was like, what? Classic gear. I was like, what? Seriously? And he's like, nah, going. I fucking love that. So good. Is that, do you think um, when you were like, are you serious? Uh, was he like, come on, man, it was obviously a joke or was he really trying to fuck with you? No, he was really, it was Stoneface Killer. Oh, it was okay. very good. They love doing that. It was very hot work. Yeah, They want to know that the joke works, right? They yeah. Can, they can trick you for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was tricked. <laughs> he had me. I remember he was Asian. Does it make a difference? A little bit. <laughs> Why? Tell us how it makes a difference. <laughs> See how I guess it? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Flip the races in that scenario. It's not happening, fellas. It's not happening, fellas. That is not how that conversation takes place. White security guard telling Asian, hey, that's not you. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna, look I've already let in four Aaron Chens tonight, but <laughs> I'm not taking the risk. <laughs> But yeah, bakery. So oh, before that, Dan was talking to another comic, uh, Robin Perkins, and I came to pitch to him. We were going, and then I thought I was in my head. I was I'd had a few beers, and uh, it was also I thought it was a very hilarious reference to Arrested Development. I was like, I guess you could say I'm pie curious. 
and uh, it bombed in front of them. And uh, in my head, I'm like, fuck, around my boys, that would have killed. <laughs> Mate, if I was on home turf right now, <laughs> this game would have gone different. What I would give for a 24-hour bakery in Perth. <laughs> Mate, if you put a, a white background behind me. Because there's a brilliant scene. <laughs> oh, well, Robin doesn't have to drink, I guess. Because <laughs> um, there's a, that... Amazing scene out of Reverse Development where Tobias goes to like this leather store, like kinky mm. like store, and I go, oh, not you again. Are you going to buy this time or are you just curious? And he goes, I guess you could say I'm bi-curious and it's hilarious. And so, yeah, I was channeling that, but no one get the ref- <laughs> got the reference. So I'm just sitting there like with two people like going like, oh. I like that you've brought it up again to fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> it bombed, you should have left it there. You should have left it in Adelaide where it belongs with all the other bodies in the right barrel. Right in. If you thought pi-curious was hilarious, <laughs> right in. Flogcabin at gmail.com. I dare you to write in to back that joke. So we got pies and they were really good. Yes. And we got, we also, we, we did a bit of pastry self-harm because we both went in for the chili cheese Kransky sausage roll. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I had the, the jalapeno pie as well. So there was a lot of hot stuff going in. I had the, I had the satay pie. Oh, that's satay pie. Good? Well, not when I was combining it absentmindedly with tomato sauce. Oh. <laughs> it's like, this is where pies go. And then I was eating it and I'm like, this feels wrong. <laughs> this feels like a melting pot. So wait, was the chili cheese Kransky, was it, it, was, it was a bit of a rough one? It was a hard one? It was just... I, was, I thought it was delicious. I loved it. But like chili, cheese, pastry, sausage simultaneously at 3.30. Oh, okay. Ooh. When you said pastry self-harm, I thought you meant the heat, but you just mean generally the the, the density. Yeah. It was also I mean, how, how were your shits on Sunday? Let's um, get into that. Not the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and at least but you had, had one. Two pie, I had two pies and half a Kransky, so that was quite a lot. Yeah, we, we led in the tramp. There was the actually a couple of fans from my show that were sitting there near us, and they were wearing nothing. Uh, they had been at a music festival and they were all in like fluoro I forgot about them. Yeah. They oh, were seriously? And kind of yeah. like like mesh. All yeah. dudes? No, no. It was mostly chicks. One oh. dude. Yeah, right. Um, mm. But yeah, they were... Oh, I was like, uh, well, obviously you guys haven't had any drugs if you're uh, at a pie shop. And they're like, oh no, we've had heaps of drugs. I'm like, oh, they mustn't be very good then. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, we don't get good drugs in Adelaide. I suppose you guys are here because you're a little pie curious, am I right? <laughs> kills, absolutely kills. Damn, go. nowhere to be seen. <laughs> oh, the redemption arc on this yarn. Love it. It's coming back, baby. I think Tom must have missed you. He helped you there. <laughs> he, really did. he actually made your joke work. Thanks, brother. <laughs> That's what you need. Uh, at the same time, the reason Tom Whitcomb. As I think I think I foreshadowed before last week's app. The uh, reason you weren't yeah. out of there because you, you're Bucks. I was. You had your bloody Bucks on Saturday. I sure did. Now, we, we have a, a little surprise to spring on you. Re the Bucks. Okay. Because uh, we couldn't attend. Have you got the results? I do have the results. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> This is so foreboding. I don't love this. No, it's, 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 I was assuming we, little, we've got a little surprise for you, Bucks. I'm like, here comes the strippogram. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to go viral. Imagine. Wait. Stripper to the, an office at 6pm on a Monday. Yeah, that's, that's when you're going to turn up. Nothing weird. We're going to have to mic you up. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, and the lighting is unforgiving. Um, but no, so because we couldn't attend your bucks, what I thought would be fun to do was create Tom Whitcomb Bucks Bingo. Uh, oh, so I, created, I like this. I created a bingo card for things that I assumed was going to happen throughout the bucks and we sent it to the three comedians who attended your bucks 
Anthony Lacazio, Sam Bowden, and Alex Milinkovic. Uh, very quickly, I just wanted to say, my dad was at my Bucks, and he sent me a message for it. He was like, hey, I didn't take many photos of your Bucks, but I got this one, and it's a cracker, and it was just of those three guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was not in it. <laughs> I mean, look, I assume that's your relationship with your dad, just working backwards. Um, but no, so I, I sent them through. Was weird relationship with my dad on the bingo list, or...? <laughs> nah, your mum is mentioned. Okay, but you know, I should have I should have put a over under on what time the party wrapped up as well. Well, we were we were doing bingo, mate. Mm. We're not a, we're not a, we don't endorse gambling here. We don't we don't like gambling Can on this I guess podcast. What time it wrapped up? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I I say two a.m. latest. Yeah, spot on two a.m. There we go. Very good. <laughs> Very good job. There we go. I was like, I'm going to impress Hamo here. And then he went too. It was like, fuck. By the way, for the first time in Flog Cabin history, that was a high five, not a mouth noise. <laughs> <laughs> for now, wondering what happened there. I'm going to be editing that out later. Be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that was fun. Uh, so this was, this was the bingo card. Okay. I gave each person five things that I thought would happen um, for them to get bingo. Was this bef- Did you give it to them before or after the Bucks party? Before. before. Okay. So all, all day they were texting me. Not frequently enough, I got to say. I felt pretty left out. Uh, Lacazio's bingo was uh, somebody calls Tom shitty or shitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, person wears RM Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flog Cabin podcast is mentioned. There we go. Stripper slash strippers. And ironic racism. <laughs> they were the five. <laughs> they were the five for Lacazio there. Uh, Bowden's we, we got a black stripper But it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry we're paying her It's not weird I'm just saying He hit all five No 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 I'm just saying that's, That was his card okay, okay, That was his okay, card okay, I'll get the results okay. later yeah, yeah, Okay alright uh, Then the, the second one Bowden was a School teacher mentioned by name Okay uh, Person wearing hat That isn't a cap <laughs> Okay Tom is accused of punching oh, Okay mm-hmm. good Round of shots ordered uh, One of Tom's jokes Is mentioned Slash misquoted that's good. Yeah, very good. Uh, and then finally, Milinkovic, uh, they make jokes about Tom's mum being hot. Three plus people wearing light colored white or, uh, sorry, light colored slash white shorts or pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, rugby union is mentioned. Cocaine. And <laughs> non-ironic racism slash homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the 15. They were the 15 options. All right. And and Hammer, do you, you don't know the result, do you? I do not know the result. Do you, do you want to think if anyone got bingo? I don't think anyone got bingo. I think someone got close. Uh, I reckon someone hit four. Okay, Tom, do you do you reckon you were there? Do you reckon anyone? I don't think anyone got bingo. I reckon low cash would have been the closest of those three. Gut feel. You are correct. Mm. Uh, he got three out of five. Okay. RM Williams, ironic racism, flog cabin. Yep. But Milinkovic did say the ironic racism might have been him. <laughs> so we're not we're not one hundred percent sure on that one. <laughs> Uh, and then Bowden got round of shots, uh, misquoting your joke. And Milinkovic got two as well, uh, rugby union and cocaine. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yep. Rugby union. <laughs> <laughs> you can never prove it. We were fucking high. Yeah. Could have been league. Um, but so, yes. so no strippers. That's quite tasteful. Uh, yeah, that's you know me. Well, the thing that I found interesting is I, they seem to suggest that at the start of the Bucks, your dad called you shitty, but like... They thought it wasn't a nickname thing. <laughs> I don't believe that happened, but I, I've been wrong before. Uh, I don't think so. That's the thing when you that was when you read that one out, and this is how programmed I am with that nickname. Where it's like, oh, someone definitely they could have been calling me that the whole day, and I wouldn't have been able to say for sure. Sure, it's just mm. that locked in. Yeah. could have been anything. So, could you talk us through what actually happened? Yeah, uh, we started at uh, we started at the Rocks Brewing Co in Alexandria, and we went to a place called Hijinks Hotel. Have you ever heard of Hijinks Hotel? 
No. Hijinks. What happens there? It's like the best, the best hijinks. Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> the uh, best explanation I heard of it was like, it's basically a live action Mario Party. You go to you know you go to like five rooms. They're kind of like escape rooms, but not really. And in each room is there is there like an activity? You do it and you get points. Mm. And how many of those doors did your dad open for you? <laughs> Good. There we at go. The, at the top of each door was a glass ceiling, unperturbed. <laughs> <laughs> not bothered on this particular Saturday. Um, so yes. was that fun? Yeah, it was fun. So it was it was short. It was short. Sweet. It was fun. I think I need to be pissed to have fun with that. No, I don't know. With the hijinks? Like, with the hijinks. What, what, what was one of the rooms? Can you give us like anything? One of the rooms was uh, like, uh, one of the rooms was basically you had like um, like a ball balls from a ball pit and you had to get them into a hole and you needed to get as many in as possible in the time that you had. Mm-hmm. There was another one which was uh, like on the side of a wall, they were kind of like little light up squares and you had to hit them all in a time limit mm. before they, uh, they went out. Uh, yeah, like... Sounds like um, challenges in like the like the movie Saw, but like you don't like die horribly. If yeah, like there's no consequences. Time, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. All right. But like tests, like a series of tests. Kind of. Yeah, but they weren't really they weren't really like pass fail. They were point scoring. Mm-hmm. So like as as a bunch of private school boys, I'm sure you hated that <laughs> <laughs> the ability to compete and compare immediately. So that was short and sweet. You said. Uh, uh, yeah, they were pretty short and sweet. We were in it out by like in like 40 minutes, and then we went to dinner. I'm assuming you can't drink at that. Venue? You, you could drink at the venue, but not in the games. Okay, right. So mm. then afterwards, we had drinks there, this, and then we went. Uh, we had dinner or like a kind of late lunch, bottomless margaritas, and then we went to Ladi Darts, which is the darts bar in Kings Cross, and darts. that was kind of yeah. I've been I've been going over Bucks Party's activities as part of part of my show this year, and darts has always been avoided. That's kind of classic. We were trying, to, like we were trying to guess because you said what the pub crawl started where? That was Alexandria. Yeah, um, yeah. We thought you were going to go to like skies, uh, like that bounce. What's that thing? Oh yeah. I said I said well maniacs maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's where my mind went. The ones in that same complex there was Archie Brothers, which mm. is like the big arcade. Yeah. Mm. There's a Holy Moly, and there's this thing, and I think they're kind of owned by the same people. Oh yeah. I actually played did bowling at Archie Brothers, really high on cocaine one time, and I got a really high score. How high? Um, I think it was like 280 Ooh. or 270. No, you that's didn't. come on, fuck off. 280, 270 is like nine strikes. 300 is a perfect uh, game. I, I, was yeah. like, I was very high on cocaine and I just couldn't miss. And then uh, I've been trying to. I don't to buy this at indicate. all. Uh, there is no way. There is no. I, we will verify this. Who are you there with? Uh, an ex girlfriend who uh, I don't think she was here from me, but uh, we can. How convenient. <laughs> 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 Um, it was very high And I was very high And I have never been able to get close again I think there's no way it's over 250 Like yeah. um, two, 250 and up is wild Yeah Because you got it What is it? 20 for a strike the, uh, and 10 then it, for a strike And then if you get double, get a double strike, you get 20, 20 And then yeah. like another one is 30 Yeah So like that means you're really only Not getting a strike like twice Yeah Everything else is a strike Yeah um, uh, It may have been lower <laughs> it definitely was lower. <laughs> I'm just imagining one American who likes ten pin bowling, like two. Fuck off! There's no way. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely over two hundred. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think anything over two hundred is wild. Yeah, because you're like Andrew Hamilton is now the world bowling champion. Well, I was, <laughs> only when he's very I high around, on I was walking around, making I was, I was drawing a lot of attention to myself because obviously I was high on drugs, but also sort of going like, I am the greatest bowler alive. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> um. So there you go. There you go. 
a bowling a bowling champion. I mean, mm. we doubt, I doubted you in the spelling bee. Maybe it's another another skill. No, well, I haven't been gotten close. Like lanes, lines, it's all there. It's in the Hammo <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> um, so where did the night end up? Where was the last stop on the? Uh, we were at that darts bar There was like a balcony We sat out there for a very long time And then we uh, went to the old fits Where Artie was mm-hmm. uh, Artie was working Friend friend of uh, friend of mine Friend of, friend of the pod friend, friend of the pod. pod I was going to say friend of the pod we, we don't really say that do we, do we? Friend of the pod Friend of the we, pod We do today We do now uh, Okay Artie Friend of the, of the pod, pod Artie was there Actually Artie's a fan of Flog Cabin Oh yeah okay mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out Artie Artie bought uh, a round of drinks Because Artie was uh, working there And they'd closed up And we went there and, Or they were closing up and I had uh, half of one. I was like, this is not a good idea. And then I left. You smoke bombed your own bucks. No, there was only five of us left by that stage. Did, did the comedians make it to the end? Yes, they did. All three? I uh, know. Lokesh had to leave to go to an engagement party. Lokesh had to go to his, this is weird, his best man's sister's engagement party. Best man's sister. Is he friends with the sister? I, I mean, I guess. But the way he talked about her was, it's my friend's sister. Like... That's some, not my friend, my friend's sister. Mm. Some European family stuff, right? Versus, like, yeah. Versus your Western mates. Occidental what, what gentleman behaviour. What time did he leave the party? I think he left about 6.30 maybe. Okay, so it's quite early in the night. It's pretty early. So I feel still, like... To still have gotten the lead on the bingo. Yeah, I feel like maybe he subbed himself out of that. Because what, all he needed was strippers and someone to call him Tom Shitty. Surely that's more likely to happen later on. Yeah, mm. maybe. I don't know. I don't know if people there would have called me that. I don't like this. Mm. I don't like someone leaving bingo. Not telling me. There's <laughs> a group chat. We had a code. <laughs> they were not very forthcoming. They were like, we actually had a nice time. And I'm like, this isn't what this is about. <laughs> this is the thing where you're like, we've got to talk about your bucks on the podcast. And I'm like, I don't know if we have to. We want to. We can. We set it up. We thought it would be very fun. I'm very sad that no one remembers the ironic racist thing that was said. Oh, I would I'm have sure, liked it. I'm sure there were several. Um, <laughs> my, the one thing that I thought was quite funny was like having my dad, because my dad has spent such little time around my mates and just seeing like two distinct generation of, of men like in, this, in these conversations where like mm. within 15 minutes, my mate rocks up and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So we, were at a, we went to Taylor Swift last night and my dad laughed and he goes, I thought you were joking. <laughs> That's great. Roasted. <laughs> Unintentionally. Great. Just telling the truth. That's so strong. So did your dad bring a friend his own age to yeah. hang out with? Yeah, sure dads did. do that. I've yeah. got to ask that. It's usually an uncle or yeah. a buddy, but you've got to bring someone just to be like, how else am I going to be able to drink with these bloody weirdos? Yeah. Who's going to... We can't talk about... Self-managed super funds Unless I bring someone my own age <laughs> Apparently So my dad brought his mate Tony And the, everyone spoke very highly of Tony And I don't really Like everyone was like Tony's such a fucking legend <laughs> And I don't really know why Except the only thing that I was told It was kind of at that time Where like everyone was a little bit too drunk To really uh, kind of explain anything That was out of the norm mm. And I was like What what, what did Tony It was like well, We were just like sitting on the balcony And Tony just came And he just fucking like dressed Each of us down Like Told us exactly who we are and what our thing was. I was like, "What was low cash stuff?" He's like, "What is that?" He was like, "Oh, just that I have no self esteem." <laughs> I'm like, "He sounds like he killed it, Dude, Tony." I can't believe Tony's trying to fuck all your mates. <laughs> it was a bit like just that. nagging them on the balcony, <laughs> seeing if he can close. That's a bit that shocked me. Is that they've gone that that he's a, a legend? After that, I would have been like, "Who's his fucking old man River telling yeah. us all what's what?" Yeah, Tony. Maybe he's a powerful unit. Maybe we just can't vi- picture it. I mean, he's not wearing a an Akubra. I mean, or any it, kind of fun. If he hat. shouted me a couple of beers and a shot I'd let him call me whatever he wants yeah you know? <laughs> that is actually how we got you on the pot to begin with I believe <laughs> couple of beers let's abuse Hammer for a sec uh, alright 
So that was nothing, nothing uh, noteworthy, nothing particularly wild. Uh, I mean, I like Tony so. dressing everybody down. That's pretty red hot behavior yeah. from like a ring in. Yeah. Like the dad's ring in. Mm. You know, was your dad well behaved? That was well behaved. Yeah, that was good. It was just the same thing of like uh, at the at the hijinks hotel thing. A couple of guys, I think they'd had a night, a big night the night before, and uh, there was a special on Red Bull cocktails. And they came back uh, with uh, like little, they kind of in like wine glasses, they're like purple and they had like little hibiscus flowers and whatever. And my dad was like, that was like a nice little drink you got there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at the, my dad looks at the replica and goes, oh, you're not pregnant, are you? <laughs> I sent Tom a nice message at two in the afternoon on his Bucks party to wish him a Did you happy, talk to him? Happy, I said, I wish you a happy Bucks. I didn't talk to and him. And I said, I hope someone blows cocaine up your ass. Oh, and he replied, um, "Thank you, mate. So far, we've played puzzle rooms and darts. It shouldn't sound to me like the wildest of parties, but it was only seven pm, so I wasn't <laughs> uh, judging. But uh, yes, sounds like it was. I didn't, I'm not going to go into the, the rest of the messages where I ordered you a mountain of drugs <laughs> and, uh, and hookers. <laughs> you said strippers, didn't say anything but hookers. Not on the bingo board. Was it on the bingo board? <laughs> I mean, it's very ball. clear they didn't dance." <laughs> I just fucked him. <laughs> Turn that music off. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's been a wrong booking here. I got an email today from uh, from Junkie by Management about my uh, my bill in, in Adelaide because <laughs> they're like, uh, <laughs> how did you spend seventy dollars on the vending machine <laughs> at the hotel? <laughs> so, oh well, I restrained myself. <laughs> and, and I had to explain. I'm like, uh, no, no, that they they serve beers out of the vending machine at the hotel. Really? Yeah, in Adelaide, it's it's quite it's just something I'm not used to. That doesn't sound legal no, in this like country. A, it sounds like a bowling lie if you. Ask me. <laughs> yeah, I drank 250 of them <laughs> in one game. Crazy. So if you scanned your hotel, you had to scan your hotel room card before it would activate. Oh, so they had, had like your age. I guess so. Yeah, right. But uh, you could get beers out of it, and so I had to explain like, no, no, like I'm not, I'm not binge eating. I'm, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Can I ask uh, how much was a beer in a vendor? I think it was 10 bucks. That's very reasonable. That's, yeah, that's very. Yeah. Well, oh, 10. Mm. Surely it can. Can of can 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 of what? Cooper's green. Um, there was some beer I'd never heard before that just said pale ale on it. They had uh, they had something. Um, they had fuck. I can't remember. There was about six. I thought you were, you, you were so steady then. It's like when a dog senses prey, <laughs> you just got real still. And I thought like fuck, he's accessing his photographic memory of beers. <laughs> <laughs> this guy can remember a case the second it's opened. <laughs> Whenever Hamo forgets something mid sentence, it always turns into a bit of an ASMR podcast. It's like, it was a. Um, uh, oh, speaking of which, have you heard Dan Rosario laugh? Yeah, he sounds like a cartoon dog. Oh, man, he sounded like a. Like a Barista making a coffee. It was <laughs> so weird. I was watching. I was sitting watching. Uh, we were at this gig called the Fat Cave. Oh yeah, and um, I've 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 attended a gig at the Fat Cave. In the Fat you were, Cave. You were my security. At the I was your security card. I was uh, Dan Thuggleton. Yeah, like we because because Rory Lowe was drunk off his fucking tits, and I was like, you got to keep him off stage. And I dressed him and Lacazio up in tracksuits, and they stood either side of the stage like Secret Service. Did, did you actually have to keep Rory off? Well, uh, we failed, and then Rory walked <laughs> onto stage uh, wearing a turban uh, and uh, in nothing else but a mangina. Uh, walked up in front of me, turned around, slapped me in the face, and kept walking off the stage. <laughs> Fuck it. You try to get security, this is how they fucking behave. <laughs> hey, you were fine. Throw him down and kick him. Did you slap him back? <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. Come on, mate. What kind of security guard are you? Yeah, I know. 
I didn't even ask him how many drinks he'd had that night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this isn't you. <laughs> that was good gear. Good I was fun. sitting at the back with Dan Rosario and just listening to him laugh at jokes going like... <laughs> oh, who is that? Which cartoon dog? I know. Muttley. 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 Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Sorry. I there have Adelaide Scoop. There we go. I solved one of the cabin mysteries. Ooh. Here we go. You know one of the mysteries of the cabin? Mate, what voice am I doing? What's this voice? <laughs> no way. Solved it in Adelaide. Shout out to Mickey D who runs the Fat Cave, which is why I remembered. I am doing the taxi driver from Billy Birmingham's 12th Man. Oh. That's what I'm doing. The wow. guy's taking Richard to the airport. Yeah, go, go fuck there, mate. Go fuck yourself, mate. All right, mate. Hey, go on there, mate. Go on to the cricket, mate. Yeah, go on all day there, but mate. How did he help you that? Because I was just like, holy shit, you'd know. Like, he's such a, you know, Australian comedy, like, fucking savant. I'm like, you'd know this voice. You must. Because I haven't invented it. Mm. And he was like, it's a taxi driver from the 12th man. I'm like, you are fucking spot on. That's that, exactly who it is. That must have Apologies been, to Con the Fruiterer and his wife. That must have been a phenomenal feeling. Getting the answer to that? <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, the Uber driver did not appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's who it is. Man, I don't know who it fucking is now, man. <laughs> And the Uber driver's like, what is going on back there? Like, the fancy stairs, huh, mate? We don't talk about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you mind if I take a phone call? <laughs> no, sorry about that, mate. Some fuckers in the cab, mate. <laughs> They're just fucking talking in the back about some fucking 12th man, mate. I fucking hate cricket, mate. <laughs> anyway, it was That's so satisfying. good to resolve it. If you haven't listened to 12th man... Uh, Australian cricket commentary parody. Mm. Fuck it, specific. Yeah, it is specific. But that's who it? it is. That is absolutely who it is. Done. Solved. We can end the podcast now. <laughs> Did it, that feels good. <laughs> that feels that good. It's. <laughs> All right, until Hammer can bowl 260 in a bowling competition, <laughs> that's the next thing we need to do, and then we, the podcast can continue. Dude, the next, the, the next Flog Cabin Live at a bowling alley. <laughs> I better, better order For the every bags. strike you don't bowl, you got to do a shot. <laughs> that might actually make me be even better. That's true. You've yeah, got to find I, yourself I'm up I'm very there. good at pool when I'm pissed. Everyone... <laughs> Fuck, no, I'm jumping in on this. I'm sick of it. It's Australian male stereotype bullshit. It's like I'm better at pool when I'm drunk. I am. And then that thing, oh, but you've got to find the sweet spot because sometimes you get too drunk. No, you I shit get... at pool. You're trying to justify it. Shut up. Cunt. No, I no. buy it. I reckon there's a middle ground for sure. I, I have shaky hands. And then when as I have as evidenced hands, by your microphone technique, <laughs> you have very <laughs> untrustworthy I have hands. shaky hands, but when I'm absolutely full-blown pissed, they're just... Mm. Calm and I just I can see with like just sniper vision. I just I don't buy it. I'm sorry. That's well, one, of the, one of the great reframes in- of alcohol withdrawals I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I drink, I get I don't get the shakes no more. <laughs> <laughs> this alcohol's doing me wonders, folks. <laughs> uh, when you say it like that, it sounds quite silly. Yeah, but uh, I just I just everyone pedals it. Everyone's doing thing. It's like oh, I haven't enough beers. That's why I'm shit. I'm like then they have a lot of beers. Like, oh, I've had too many. I think I'm in the sweet spot. That's different. Being shit at pool when you're sober is not justifiable. Being better at pool after three beers, I think, is justifiable. Yep. But then, like, four beers in, you're bad again. Did you not just play one good game of pool? Possibly. But don't you. And then uh, you counted how many beers you had before it. Now that's your level. But would you have said, at least at a certain point, would you have said that about uh, comedy? Like, after you, there was a sweet spot of after a few beers, you were better at it than when you were sober? I mean, there still is for me. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm doing a gig seriously, like, yeah, I need a couple. But I'm not also then sitting there being like, yeah, but if I have four, mm. I've had too many, and that's why I bombed. Like, 
I'm sorry. We can't keep blaming alcohol for our problems. <laughs> I just disagree with this entirely. I, I think that there is an area where you definitely do get better. Uh, and then some of us who were born to succeed even get even better. <laughs> Are you bringing your alpha bro character onto this podcast? No, that was actually, that was him quoting Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> the original alpha, Tom Hardy. Born to succeed, the Tom Hardy story. He was invented by the Greeks. <laughs> Go on. Oh, well, I was, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, what I definitely am uh, very pissed, I get even better. There's no upper limit. Uh, there is drunken pool play. There, well, there is, there has been a limit, but you won't find it for many, 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 many beers. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I have to leave and go to the bowling alley. <laughs> At that point, I'm more likely to hit the guy with the pool cue and say, "I won, <laughs> I won anyway." I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. needed money win. I was, I, I yeah, played a lot worse in that last game, but to be fair, I had snapped the pool cue in half by that point. <laughs> <laughs> the handle was sticking out of some bloke's neck. But and a couple of balls were missing. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my socks. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Look, I actually also had an, an Adelaide. Uh, having to message my management incident i can't believe that this is lined up because i i got water in my hotel room every day we're different people you and i hammer i got i got bottles of water in my hotel room every day and i'm like man colometric water two bottles every day this is outstanding and then yesterday on the final day i saw the sign next to the water that i said hey free water but it actually said these are four dollars a bottle <laughs> <laughs> so i've just snapped like 20 waters so my manager's gonna get a bill for 80 dollars of water yeah and being like what is he yeah <laughs> what kind of what kind of weird unit is this just hung how hungover is he fucking plenty in adelaide you <laughs> at least my guys it. are looking at a beer like oh he spent 70 dollars on beers like good on him but yeah, i spent more on 80 dollars on water <laughs> yeah. like what if i can hydrate a loser <laughs> what an idiot go down the shops get a 24 pack for 12 bucks this guy's a goddamn fool. Yeah, there's no equivalent <laughs> for beer on that one. <laughs> uh, That's a good point. <laughs> you made a good point, Tom. You've done well. I enjoyed the Amos episode. It was fun. Big big Amos in the cabin? Yeah, it was The good. higher power. I did think it was interesting when he was like... So I just assumed that the point of this podcast was you come on and you tell stories about a time that you were a flog. And I'm like, oh, is that what this podcast should have been the entire time? Like, is that... That's fucking predictable, mate. <laughs> We've gone way deeper than that. Yeah. This podcast is mostly about <laughs> shitting. Yeah, and the Wahlbergs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, We're niche, baby. In some ways, that's much, more be- that's much better, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the stuff people want to hear about. There's, there's way more Wahlbergs than times I've been a flog. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> Maybe you. Not me. 
But we yeah. have to see how many Warburgs we can get on this podcast. Do like, just tick them off one by one. I like I I assume that is now the point of the podcast. <laughs> That's the whole point of the podcast. It's like Pokemon, but Warburgs. Yeah, it's decode <laughs> it's decode Dad's impressions and meet the Warburgs. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely us doing a live pod at Warburgers is the first step towards them knowing when they're in town, like. Surely we can, we can use your cameo contacts to get like at least Donnie mm. to do a cameo about the podcast at Warburg's. Maybe it sparks his interest. I feel like the fact we know Donnie's name and there's like seven of them means that he's at least like mid-tier. Like I reckon we can go even lower. Paul? Paul? Paul. He's the chef, right? He's the one that runs Warburg's? I think. Yeah. I think it's Paul Berg. Chef Paul. Uh, chef Paul. Chef Paul. Chef Paul. And I then, think- you know... There's more. <laughs> there's there's so many more. I've, we've got to start with the ones that don't have Wikipedia uh, pages. Yeah, that's the one. They're not, they're not all public figures. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. Like, they're not all in showbiz. They're the I'm hardest just, to get. You think so? A, one's just probably a, a truck driver. In what, are we going to go to fucking Boston just kind of find them? <laughs> hey, my favourite band's the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if there's any here. <laughs> I'm going to need some notice on that one because uh, apparently I've been told that I can get into America, but it's going to be a bit of work. That's exciting. Mm. Yeah, it's not Mission Impossible. It's just and and so when are you get to Mexico, many, how many officials do you have to bribe or something <laughs> like that? For real? Uh, well, um, it's just a lot of paperwork. Okay, but my apparently my rehabilitation story would be compelling enough to get me a visa waiver. Mm. Oh, Americans love a comeback. I love a comeback, <laughs> and twenty five percent of my Instagram audience are Americans. So there you go. Yeah. And I was recently a guest on a pod, which was the uh, National Firefighter Radio. American National American Firefighter. Firefighters. Not Australian? No. I'm big with the firefighters. What's wrong with our boys, mate? Hey, hey, <laughs> if they ask me to do one for the Rural Fire Service or whatever it's called, FM. I mean, uh, you just don't sound like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know any of their albums. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called again? The Rural... The, the RFS. The Fireys? Yeah, the R- yeah Rural Fire, fire Service. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, shout out to them. Uh, if they ever want me <laughs> on whatever pod they've got, I'll jump on. But I got asked by the Americans and I did. What for? Yeah. Uh, they think Just I'm gonna fire safety tips. Uh, they they like my comeback story. They like they like uh, my, people to talk about mindset, uh, <laughs> <laughs> mindset comebacks, you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a shining example in the community. Is, is, are, you is, not, are you not aware of this? Is putting out a fire a real mindset issue? <laughs> well, it's you know struggling with the life of the job. You know that's mm. there's there's struggles to the job. And, um, so, such as, and what are some of the struggles that firemen have uh, to overcome? Um, well, maybe you've got a bad back and you've got to go down the pole. Yeah. Um, 9 11. Maybe the. Oh, boy. That is a struggle. Look, I, I, I admit, yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably worse I, I, than the I think, bad you know, back, to be honest. That would affect my job, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think comedians would be like, "Man, what if there wasn't nine eleven? What do we, what do we compare stuff to?" Yeah. <laughs> this is a really fun punchline. As long as you're outside America, yeah. if there was no nine eleven, what are we doing? Didn't you open with a nine eleven joke in New York? I, uh, yep. <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, the venue blacked out, and it was handy. <laughs> Gave me some time to scramble. Kept back. <laughs> No, nah, it was really funny. I realized, like, I think in my first three specials, I opened with a 9-11 joke. Mm. Like, yeah, it's weird. I just keep coming back. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> it's a deep well. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, right now I'm at 2733. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank God, thank God I landed that plane, huh? But, yes. um, but no, the high power thing. You, you, we, we talked about Amos. We talked to Amos about the higher power coming back bigoted. Oh, you got yeah. a mate. I got a mate. Of course, you've got a, a fucking mate. Friend of mine who uh, you've met who now lives in Mullumbimby. That guy. That guy. The 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 nice the, little comedy show guy. Nice little nice little comedy show. Uh, little comedy set. Really enjoyed your little comedy set. That guy. Yeah. Didn't pay for a ticket. Well, once you've met the higher power, they are little comedy sets, aren't they? But just check out that this guy would live in Mullumbimby. Oh yeah. So uh, I when I first actually it was the year before on the first time I was on tour with you and um, I spent the afternoon with him because he just moved up there mm. and he was telling me about because he'd only been there for a little while at that point he was talking about like how you know his neighbor grows mushrooms or whatever like you know he, he there's a lot of ready access to it wasn't me. <laughs> 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 and um, he told me he was telling me about some trip he'd had recently, and he was like, "Oh, I brought, and I was just like, I, I I had this trip, and I was like, I was like climbing a mountain, and I got to the top of this mountain, and there was a guy there, and there was this old old man with this big white beard, and he was like, hello, Sonny,' and he's like, "Hey, Sonny, the gays rule the world," <laughs> and then I and then. I, I also was silent. <laughs> and he goes, and when you think about it, they kind of do rule the world. Mm. And, I, and, and I was like, do they? And he's <laughs> like, well, when you really think about it. And he couldn't really go any further. And then we moved on. Yeah, he was thinking about it, not talking about it. That's the thing. <laughs> Up here, it all made a lot of sense. And then you say it out loud. And you're like, wait a second. I don't think they do. No. I don't, I don't remember when Carson told me to get out of bed and go to work in the gulag. <laughs> Think about it. Do your independent research. That's what these guys always peddle. You know, they, they don't have anything to back it up. They're, they're free thinkers. They don't get paid for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open your mind. You're smart enough. <laughs> you put the pieces together, man. <laughs> if you think about it, though. <laughs> now, I think actually, if you think about it, when I think about it, nah. Yeah, and I, and I think, and not just are they in charge, but it's a bit of a problem. It's a bit yeah, of a problem. It's a bit of a problem. It's something we need to sort out. So, wait, did your mate hear this and then go, actually, that's interesting, I agree? Or yeah, I think it's like it's really changed the way that I see the world now. Mm. Wow. What's going on in the, in the Kool-Aid over in Mullumbimby? Is, is, is there like an odd progressiveness to that where they see gay people as these vastly successful authority figures? Like, you know, in a way that, you know, I'll be honest, I, I don't. They're doing fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Would you say that for people who think Jews rule the world? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. I was trying to give you mate some kind of some kind of leverage on this thing, just a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, there's really no way that you can ever spin that into a positive idea. No, you're right. But you're right. The, the, the phrase "gays run the world" like in the right hands could just be like a top forty pop hit. <laughs> well, when you mentioned about the Jews, yeah. <laughs> and then you think about it, <laughs> yeah, that's never going to yeah. top the charts because you know who decides what's on the top of the charts. <laughs> the gays. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Yeah, I just I love that it was like our dumb abstract idea, and your mates like, no, no, you do that. <laughs> when I take shrooms, I really get into who does rule the world yeah. and start treating them worse. <laughs> that's my vibe. Happy Mardi Gras to everyone who celebrates. <laughs> Oh, is it Mardi Gras? Happy Gay Christmas. Yeah. Yep. This weekend, I uh, it used to be my most profitable weekend of the of the year as a drug dealer. Gay Christmas, man, a lot of money all all week. Be people flying in from New York and LA, guys, with just heaps of heaps of cash. And it pays to run the world. And it pays. <laughs> <laughs> They're there to oversee the parade, <laughs> make sure everything's as uh, it should be. <laughs> I, uh, I can it. imagine that must be a very uh, profitable time. 
I had, a, I had my English mate hanging out with me one time when I was uh, selling drugs. And he's quite a good looking dude. Mm. And um, they asked him, uh, I forget how it came up because I was quite drugged up at the time. But um, this gay boy came in to buy some drugs and then said, he's quite attractive. Um, uh, how much drugs do I have to buy before he'll like get naked? And this is a totally straight dude. And I was like, uh, we're not doing that. And then as soon as he left, we're like, I was like, Tim, how much? <laughs> how much? Just because the question ever comes for, up again, it's good to have customer. a figure in mind. Yeah. And so the next year, uh, I think. Wait, did he put a figure on it? Uh, he didn't that year. But then uh, a year later, he must have been short on cash. He's like, hey, man, I was thinking about that thing where uh, that guy asked you if. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, what if I just sit in the house naked when, um, you know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we can, we can explore this. Like. Um, <laughs> That's so funny if he's just going to sit in the house naked, just presuming everyone will be happy to pay that tax. Yeah. Where, like, so this is 300 and obviously. No, well, we'd, yeah, we'd have to have a towel over him or something, you know? <laughs> and then be like, all right, congratulations, you've hit the $1,200 minimum spend. <laughs> Tim, take the towel off. Tim, do a little dance. <laughs> twirl a little bit, twirl and a little bit. Big, he's got a big hog on him as well. So, um, you know, it would have been. It would have been. Good for the customers, good for Tim, but uh, we never end up getting into it. <laughs> good for business. Good for the customers, good for Tim. <laughs> Tim would have liked it. A couple of compliments, a bit of side cash. Yeah. It is funny that like a year later, he'd like, been clearly thinking about it for the whole time. Mm. He's like, have I fucking missed my meal ticket here? Have <laughs> <laughs> I turned down the financial opportunity of a lifetime? <laughs> Being naked in a drug dealer's house for a cut? I wasn't ruling it out. It would have been great for business, you know? Would you put him on like a little pedestal, like a sculpture? <laughs> I was just going to have him sitting, like hanging out on the couch or something. I, no, I hadn't really thought that. Kind of like Burt reynolds it? Like, you know, just kind of <laughs> lent out, like kind of suggestive or... Let's really get into the poses here. Uh, you get guys rocking up. It's like, yeah, we're all good for drugs, but can we see Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like a hit of Tim. <laughs> hit of Tim. And I just have a sign. Minimum spend. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Fellas, you know Tim don't come cheap. In fact, if you wanted to come, that's very expensive. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's a much bigger spend, yes. But these are the kind of silly things that we have conversations about. Yeah, I mean, when you're on cocaine, you've got to talk about something. You can't just keep going on about how high that bowling score was that time. <laughs> how big do you think uh, your penis has to be as a man for it to be common knowledge amongst your mates that you have a big cock? Mm. Bigger than ours. Because <laughs> I haven't heard any, any stuff about anyone of the flogs. Yeah. And we're brought to you by Pilot. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, it just it gets around, doesn't it, when it's when they're famously large. Mm. Although the guys I know that have famously large ones also like don't go that much out of their way to like you know <laughs> keep them secret, be discreet. Like, um, oh, they get them out. Uh, yeah, they'll do it like as a joke. Like I had uh, one of my mates sent me a photo from New Zealand recently. He was like doing drugs, and he was just it was it was a joke about something on the table, but it just had his cock in the photo. And it's ah. like just because he's just got such an enormous cock. It's just That's there. so funny that Tim's like, I don't want to get paid for it. I just do it for the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> if I was not getting paid for it, it's going to just make it feel weird if it's gonna and dirty. Help your, if it's going to help your drug business succeed. <laughs> I'm happy to do I'll, it, I'll mate. you, brother. I'm happy to support you. In fact, I'll write your phone number on my cock. <laughs> Couple of repeat customs, you know, don't mind that. Yeah, I've, I don't know. I feel like what it kind of, in, in a group of mates, like there's always one. Mm. Like kind of like the the like obelisk mm. in uh, two thousand one, a space odyssey. Like it's the big cock around which we the monkeys gather <laughs> to begin our society. <laughs> we're like, whoa, whoa! I wish it was mine. Uh, uh, you know, we're just like going around it in a concentric circle, and we're like, all right, we're going to be fine. I think um, some of the listeners is going to be quite impressed with that reference. The Thank obelisk. You. Are you? 
There we go. Every now and again, man. Just, I've seen a couple of films. <laughs> you know, you know, Tim, he's a big Kubrick guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 hey, you know that scene in the Clockwork Orange, we have to widen your eyes. That's what you need to do to see it. <laughs> oh, it's thick. <laughs> Let's not pretend you can see it with your lids down. Uh, you need them up. A, a Clockwork Orange. Oh, hello. <laughs> there it is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was beautiful work. <laughs> but no, like, I, I definitely, in my group of friends, is like one guy with a big hog and you know it's the guy with the big hog and like you've all seen the big hog. Mm. Photos go around at some point. There's a certain level of intoxication and curiosity that means, come on. Yeah. You must, you must be having something. I remember my friend, I found this very funny. He was just like, I was like, hey, a girl's asked me to send like a dick pic. You're the master. <laughs> give me, give me some, give me some pro tips. And he's like, oh, just send her this. And it was just his cock. <laughs> oh, I was funny. like, well... I mean, that is a better picture. I agree. <laughs> You're also in better shape, you know, but I feel like she's going to unwrap it and be like, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's cockfishing, right? That's <laughs> cockfishing. <laughs> that must be a thing. Cockfishing. That's that must be on Cock- Urban Dictionary somewhere. Cockfishing. Come on, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon a lock has to be... Cockfishing. Cockfishing. <laughs> Sending a picture of someone else's cock in order to gain interest in your own cock. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe they just keep it vague enough to still be catfishing. <laughs> maybe they don't need to go. We need a specific name for this. Cockfishing is a disturbing new dating trend that you need to know about. Here we go. What year was that? 2019. Wow, Pre-pandemic. Pretty, pretty new. Cockfishing. Uh, <laughs> Guys in 2018 were just too honest. <laughs> <laughs> Cockfishing, cockfishing, or sometimes known as catcocks, a class of related catfishing because they use the wonderful world of the World Wide Web to misrepresent who they are to potential friends or dates. That's so funny that someone's been like, I've got the perfect name for this. A cockfish. Catcocks. That's <laughs> 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 so like, what about cockfishing? It's like, oh, that is better. Yeah. Um, Man, thank God we didn't, didn't send out the first draft, huh? <laughs> a cockfish only changes one thing, the size of their penis. <laughs> Yep. A cockfish only changes one thing. <laughs> that sounds like a terrifying poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Cockfishing, yeah, it, it is a thing. Real first rule of Fight Club energy to that statement. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one rule to cockfishing. You can only change your cock. That's so cockfishes are like, Andrew, I've heard some very disturbing rumors. I, I heard you sent a photo of you that wasn't your face. Is that right? <laughs> We have strict rules about this at Cock Club. Yeah. And you've been using a fake name? That goes against the entire ideology of cockfishing. That's not what we're about. We're about misrepresenting ourselves. <laughs> not misrepresenting who we are. Sorry, no, it was a fake name I gave my penis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, you photoshopped your ball sack? <laughs> but not the cock? <laughs> just these dick pics going around. Huge cock, tiny balls. <laughs> It's just like, oh man, this steroid user is ready. It's like, a, it's like one of those perspective tricks where you see two people where one looks massive and one looks little. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it is, it is actually a photo of your cook, but you make it seem a lot bigger than it is using the angle. It's called Tom Cruising. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff, folks. All right, well, fuck, we're pretty deep in. We need an ad read. <laughs> because they made it look bigger for Jack Reacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Sack Reacher. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> back in the game. I was like, where are we going with this? I'm like, oh, I made him taller. Reacher, that's good. Like, he doesn't need the stepladder. Excellent. Where are we going? There's moves here, Hamo, but you seem snookered, brother. Get a couple of beers in, mate. It makes me a better player. Uh, so, Tom, did you get the pilot that I sent for you? I, I did. Um, just just to the, to the loyal, loyal floggers, um, we've actually had a directive from, from Pilot. Uh, They're loving our work so much. That, that we've, we've now been asked to endorse another one of, of their products. And uh, Tom, I believe your, your ad read uh, should cover it. I think what's happened is Flog Cabin has single-handedly cured erectile dysfunction. Yes. And we've had to move on to one of the next problems. Because you listen to our podcast while you're fucking, you will never come. <laughs> Ever. You'll just keep going. You'll fuck forever, lads. But your dick will stay rock hard. <laughs> All right. Hello, I'm Tom Whitcomb, a flog with a secret to reveal. Pilot has actually cured my inconsistent cock. That's right, floggers. I'm rock hard right now. And now, a real softy. And then hard again. <laughs> I don't get it. Because <laughs> you've got incredible cock control thanks to Pilot. <laughs> wow. That actually is impressive. It is. That's just how good Pilot is. But now I've got a new problem. My hairline. It's softer than my cock used to be. <laughs> Seriously, every time I comb it, I feel like I'm pushing rope no matter how much I masturbate during. But luckily, I found, well, Pilot. With their treatment, my hairline is back to being as rock hard as my cock. Pilot, hair made easy. <laughs> is there a promo code? Floggers 20? Are we doing that? Floggers 20, I believe that still applies. The floggers are, just, just for the loyal floggers, you need to understand, we got this directive really late. <laughs> <laughs> so I already had the ad and just had to change it. Yeah, you oh, did like, okay, so you did sense. control F cock, replace hair, and you're like, replace, next, 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 replace, next, not all of them, just a few of just them. Just a few of them. Do they have a catchy phrase like a hard mode easy for the hair? Uh, I don't know. I can't emphasize. We got this directive very late. All right. All right. I, just, I just imagine you just at home just scrolling the pilot website. Why would I be doing that, man? Just seeing what other products they got available. Well, look, uh, as, as the person on the podcast with the worst hairline, I dare say this new advertising is going to be a rough month for me. Well, <laughs> I think I'm going to be just having to keep writing ads for both of you guys because my hair's not going anywhere. Yeah, take the cap off then, cunt. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's it's we've we've had this conversation before, I'm haven't we? I'm going grey. I'm not going. I'm never going bald. Well, with pilot, no, they don't do hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm aware, maybe they do. I haven't checked. There we go. It's in R and D. Yes. So there you go. Now hair loss mm. instead of impotent cock ads. Mm. I think it's going to be harder. Yeah. But that's what pilot is all about. <laughs> I do. I was like, oh, hey, this is a new subject. Still a lot of talk about my cock in this. <laughs> Can't help but notice. Mate, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but if it is broke, fix it with Pilot. I mean, there's nothing that says we can't include uh, plenty of cock bands in a hair ad. Cock bands? Cock bands? Cock bands. <laughs> Go on. I'm just saying we could be, we could be creative with the brief, right? Uh, dude, we can be as creative as we want. There's there literally zero oversight. <laughs> they haven't offered any notes apart from please stop advertising one of our products. <laughs> That's the kind of creative freedom we get here over at Pilot. Yeah. Lovely people. Mm. Great hairlines. Hard cocks. <laughs> and they've given us an office, which is just 
Dude, really? how profesh is this? This is amazing. I th- we're talking about this, are we? I thought we were in the cabin. We're in the cabin. We're in the cabin. We're, we're in the, the office. Of, we're in the, the office home cabin. office. The cabin, the cabin is so big yep. now, Tom Whitcomb, that it's got an office. Yeah, it's got a it's got a work from home space. Yep. In the in the cabin, what are we doing? While we're working, mainly sending letters to the government. Because <laughs> we we finished our pure maths degree, got disenchanted with the world, and started blaming the gays for things. <laughs> That is well, a vague reference to the Unabomber. Oh, okay. I didn't get what that was. I didn't Did you put that no, together? I'm not no? smart enough to get that one. No, but we also both laughed at Obelisk before we realized what you were talking about. <laughs> 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 we were both like, I know that word. It's a funny, <laughs> funny word. Funny word. I was, and yeah. you were like, uh, Space Rodicey. <laughs> Space Rodicey. That's a good one. That's good. That's good stuff, folks. We're doing well. We're cooking. It's getting hot again. It's another one of those cabins where the quality of the chat is going to deteriorate as we heat up. And you're both wearing shorts as well. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what do we? What do we got? We got. We're, we're speaking a lot of movie chat so far. You brought up Rack, Jack Reacher before for no reason. Uh, <laughs> well, because Tom Cruise. <laughs> they made him have to look big when he was actually. A, he's a very small man. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zack Reacher. What do I do have another movie from the uh, archive of uh, questionable ideas. What did you? Icarve? The Icarve. Archive. Archive. From the Icarve. You did say Icarve, didn't you? <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, what happened here? I, I was trying to say Archive. Did I, I not say Archive? I think Hammer's had a few too many vending machines before the podcast. <laughs> Couple of vendos, mate. All right. Uh, so the movie starts. It's a scene at like a. Uh, oh, it starts with a scene? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a uh, control center for a train, for a train track, right? The mm. train station. Is this Speed 3? It's not Speed 3. Is it a sequel? And a guy wakes up and he's tied to the chair and he's chained to the chair and he can see that there's a whole bunch of youths that are... And what ethnicity are these youths? <laughs> They're white. All right? Plot They're twist. White. They're, white. <laughs> They're white youths. <laughs> I like it already. This movie must be set in the 80s. <laughs> When every character was white. <laughs> and he can see that there's a bunch of youths that are tied to the tracks. Okay. Right? Bum, bum, bum. And he wakes up disoriented. He doesn't know where he is. He realizes. Wait, the youths are tied to the tracks. The youths are tied to the tracks. And he's tied to a chair. Oh, I thought the youths were milling around. No, they're okay, tied okay. to the tracks. Loitering, perchance, mm. these youths. Yep. And then he can also see on the other track his colleague, Phil. And you know that he's a colleague because he's wearing blue uniform. The same uniform as the guy who's tied up in the chair. Exactly. Oh, man, that, that really spells out that connection. And not, not only that, but then he goes, Phil, because he recognizes <laughs> it. <laughs> My God. And so he's sitting in this chair and he realizes he, heard, he hears that ding, ding, ding of a train coming. Okay. Right? And they, he they still re- get the ding, ding, ding in the train control station. Because <laughs> you've got to assume that's happening a lot. Yep. And then <laughs> it was the epicenter for train controlling. <laughs> yep. And so then <laughs> this guy up there, he realizes that the train is going to run over his mate, Phil. I mean, sorry, no, I've got it wrong. It's going to run over the youths. The youths. It's going to run over the youths. Does he also yell their name? Uh, youths. <laughs> <laughs> he must know them. <laughs> and so he has this ethical dilemma where he has to decide whether the train is going to hit the youths or his good buddy and work colleague, Phil. And, and, and who it's going to hit the youths initially. It's going to hit the youths initially. Could he maybe 
pull a lever. He could pull a lever. And change the direction of the train. Pull a lever and change the direction of the train. But he's tied to a chair. No, he's tied to a chair, but he has a hand that can reach <laughs> the lever. All right? Okay. So as he's crying and already mourning Phil, he has to reach and pulls the lever and the train diverts on the tracks and misses the youths and kills his good buddy Phil. Uh-huh. And that's the start of the movie. Because, go on. I, I don't want to ruin it for Tom. He's clearly never done introduction to ethical <laughs> philosophy. It's the, Then it comes up with the title of the movie. Here we go. The Ethicist. It's a good title. Let me tell you something about Hammer's movie pitches. The plot, who knows? But the title is hot. The Ethicist. It's a fucking lock. We cut to Detective Ernie Matthews. Ernie Matthews? Ernie Matthews. Okay. There we go. He's on the case. And he What's has the case? To, the case is that there's a serial killer out there who's killing people with elaborate ethical problems. University thought experiments. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something about a serial killer. He clearly didn't do second year where things became more complex and harder to remember. Yeah. <laughs> we have this box. He may or may not have killed this cat. <laughs> we can't know for sure. Yeah. yeah. He locks up a bunch of people, Milgram, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's ethical problems, mm-hmm. and it goes to uh, Detective Ernie Matthews goes to see Professor Jason Saltwater. Please tell me the only notes you have about this <laughs> idea are the names of the characters. <laughs> yeah. You're winging everything else, but you want to nail Ernie Matthews and Professor <laughs> Jason, Jason Saltwater. Yes, we can't give Phil the last name. We don't want them to get attached. <laughs> <laughs> so. They have to bring... So, Jason Saltwater is a professor at a university. He's the head of ethics. Mm-hmm. And so, they asked to, him to consult on this case, this really troubling case where people are getting killed by a guy who clearly read an ethics textbook. Yes. Right? And didn't learn anything. <laughs> or watched an episode of The Good Place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, there's ethical problems. There's and a- so, as he gets, gets involved, he starts to see clues. J- Dr. Professor Jason Saltwater sees these clues, mm. which suggests that the killer has some kind of connection to him. Okay. That he knows him. So, it's an, it's an expert helping out a detective. An expert helping out a detective... But it becomes clear that the killer has some kind of beef with the professor. Whoa. Can I? I all right. I have a theory. All right. Go ahead. I got a fan theory. All right. Uh, is it one of his students? It's not one of his students. <sighs> okay. Is, no. it, is it one of his rival professors? It's not. No. It's, oh. it's not. It's what I thought was better. Yes. It's a guy. <laughs> 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 Wait, is is guy his name? No. <laughs> guy Saltwater. <laughs> he hasn't got a name. Uh, let's just call him Stephen, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen has a gripe with this guy because Stephen's son was a very successful man, young man, who owned a driverless car. Yes. And the driverless car veered off the road to save a drunk that was crossing the road and the car saved the drunk by veering off and killing Stephen. And the ethical framework of the driverless car was created by 
Professor Jason Saltwater. Oh, Professor <laughs> Jason Saltwater. <laughs> so I'm trying to read it like Scooby Doo when they rip the thing off the the mask, you know. So it's supposed to be commentary it's, on it's the, the ethics professor slash owner of the spooky fairgrounds. <laughs> so it was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to be a commentary on the com the the, the uh, complexities of the ethical framework of driverless cars because they don't know these people are making this shit up they don't know what they're doing about like you know are you going to buy one firstly that, that's the main thing are people going to buy them so yep so the the is a is a, a grieving father grieving father seeking revenge on the for man his son the man he blames for the death of his son because he created the ethics that were put into the framework on the on the driverless cars he he, he gave the ai their morality yes mm. he taught them now we want justice and and what bum, happened? Bum, bum, the <laughs> what did he do anything to the drunk, or does he not blame the drunk? Um, the drunk's irrelevant. No, nothing happens to the drunk. Okay. And and do you know how the film ends, or is this like uh, eight? Uh, yeah, I haven't figured out the ending. So wait, um, so uh, uh, these kind of things, I come up with the idea, I write it, and then mm. as I'm writing it, the the, the ending writes itself. But by yes. writing it, I hope you mean there's slightly more than just the names. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm really worried about the first manuscript of your book. <laughs> it's just a list of all the characters. And you're like, I think I'm done. And they're like, oh, no. Who's Professor Jason Saltwater? <laughs> to be fair, writing down a list of names is how I got out of prison. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, 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 again, just for clarity, Hamo never went to prison. <laughs> He's not a snitch, he's just did, a liar. I definitely wouldn't be a snitch. Exactly, right. not a snitch. Um, so anyway, there's something there. The ethicist. The ethicist. Coming to a theatre near you. So, but sorry. Never. So to take revenge on the man responsible for his son's death, he uh, didn't kill him, he killed he, a, a he, series he started, of strangers. He started a, he started a, cat, a cat and mouse game. Okay. Right? It's a cat and mouse game. To draw salt burn in, Tom, to, you <laughs> fucking idiot. To make, him, to make salt burn question the mistakes of like what exactly are the correct ethics in a modern day world. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Professor, it all makes sense in your book, oh, doesn't it? But what about in the real world? <laughs> exactly right. Obviously, the father is played by Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's see if it makes sense out here, Professor. <laughs> Who are you going to save? You can be in the brainstorm, man. Thank you very this much. Is good energy. I like this. Tommy, you'll be positive go. about the ethicist. And I'm going to be pushing really hard to rename it the Da Vinci Code of Conduct. Thank <laughs> 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 uh, you. One of these days, one of these years, we're going to see a movie come out with the name. There's no, I've checked. Nothing's ever come out called The Ethicist. The Ethicist. The Ethicist. Is it you did, you, you, <laughs> pretty hard to say? Did you, buy, you bought the domain? Yeah, the, <laughs> the Ethicist. The Ethicist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Starring Mike Tyson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As Professor Saltburn. <laughs> The, 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 tro the trolley car case is worse in theory, but I don't understand. I don't know if it's going to work in practice. I am the ethicist. I'm, I'm so sorry about Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it all made sense that I saw someone perish. <laughs> there we go. I'd actually watch that. Not 100% watch that. Just to hear him introduce himself constantly in the film as, yeah, Mike Tyson, the author, the ethicist. <laughs> right? It's good. There we it's go. Good game. There they go. I don't care. I don't care what year it is. Lisps, funny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Spain. I think your list sounds silly. <laughs> what? Because the Spanish, they have a lisp. Because of the king, they all went Spanish from the fucking Why the, Barcelona. Is that is it? Because the king had a lisp yeah. and they just took it on. Yeah. Is it a Catalonian thing or a Spanish thing? Spanish thing. Mm. Wow. 
I think. I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Probably just the way they speak. Well, all of them? Uh, look, you know, I think I think the ethicist has legs. Yeah, thank you. I think he's all right. I'm there like Phil, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so with all these ideas, I don't. I, I come up with the the premise, the gist, right? Mm. I don't have a strong ending for any of these things. It's, yes, I figure if I get the energy to write enough of it, the the, the end will come. So right now, let's say Paramount are like, we love them both. Eight, the ethicist. Which are we going to make first? What are you What are you pushing first? I mean, I'm more probably creatively stimulated towards eight, just because I fucking loved, like, really loved seven. Yep. So, and uh, then if it goes well, you can do a prequel six. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> get out of my head. <laughs> Start reading my notes. <laughs> but again, it would be the number six, then I X. Yeah, it yeah. still works. Yeah, yeah. it Terrible. still works. Bulletproof. There we go. <laughs> then five with the five is the F, <laughs> like go. the band. <laughs> and it's actually yep. about the band. <laughs> it's a serial killer Stunt killing members killing of five. Members of five. <laughs> and it takes the fourth one for anyone to realize there's a connection. <laughs> Wait, are they the ones that have the song All Rise? No, that's bl- blue. That's blue. Mm. Fuck. I thought it was five. That would have mm. been perfect. Five was like, when the li- baby, when the lights go, go out. On. I am gonna murder a member <laughs> of this Bad. shitty band, and then it's gonna be investigated by Morgan Freeman, played by a younger man with the same voice. Songs are easy. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to make, picture that as like the cop, like the cops knew quite early that they were killing members of. Fire, it's a bit behind just, the ears, this bloke. But <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they have to pretend they don't know. <laughs> but no, just like, we, we knew ages ago, but like you know, <laughs> we never were a fan of the band. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the evidence room, like. They got a chain link. Is he gonna pick this? Like, man, I just I want to check that the Backstreet Boys are okay first. <laughs> then I get right on this case. Say, yeah, it wasn't until one of the sync went missing. Is like, hold on, all right, now we need to fucking roll up our sleeves, boys. Uh, I mean, in fairness, we are actually kind of done. We've done the damage, the damage. lads. That was some fun. We but had. One, one thing I wanted to put out to the floggers, uh, because all our Melbourne Comedy Festival shows are on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammer and them whole month. You're there first two weeks. First two weeks. Uh, we're we're, we're going to try to come up with something to get discounted tickets to the floggers for all three shows, like kind of like a prize for coming to all three shows. Yeah, I think a that's flog pretty good. pack, if you will. We were I, uh, we were talking about it earlier today, and I came up with a uh, three flog super pass. That's great. Three flog super pass is really good. Uh, so something like that uh, and then whether or not to do a live pod in Melbourne so if you're a Melbourne flogger please let us know we want to put on, we want to put on a live pod but we don't want to do it unless it's going to be fucking wild like Newcastle yep. we'll come up with some fun shit do we do the Centurion we'll see Oof. Um, but yeah we want to do the Melbourne live pod so if you're a flogger from there and you'd like us to put a live show on during the festival which is basically April let us know maybe if we did a live pod we could do a thing where Hammer plays a game of pool before the pod and then we drink a bunch of beers <laughs> and then he plays again after the pod I'm I like it and then we go bowling on cocaine <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Hamilton was making a joke there. He'd never do cocaine again. He's not part of a corrections order until December. Thank you so That's, much. That is very <laughs> Spoken by Andrew Taylor's, Andrew Taylor's management. Fucking <laughs> 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 so dumb. Um, but yeah, do that because yeah. And, and thank you for a few floggers in Adelaide who came to the show. I had a couple in mind. Do you have any in yours? Uh, none that uh, self-identified. Did you not flog flogger. the cabin? Uh, At the end of the show, you got to flog the uh, cabin. You're not flogging the cabin. You're a dog, mate. I told people to go to shows. I didn't flog the cabin. Dude, flog the yeah, cabin. That's how you know if they're there. Mm. They don't want to admit it. Mm. <laughs> You've got to really put it on them. You're right. Yeah. I, I asked one of them, a guy, a guy in Adelaide. I was like, oh, fan of the podcast. Do you like it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I respected his honesty. Yeah. 
I had a I had a guy spot me on the street, ask for a photo, and I was like trying to. I was like, I've got a show, and he was like, oh, and he just walked off, and then he came to the show. And I was like, oh, I thought I was getting so good at reading, like if someone was actually had any interest in coming to the show, but then he was there. He was there. Yeah, dude, play hard to get. Gave me a cuddle. That's why all Tom's mates at the Bucks jerked off Tony. Big <laughs> ending to the night. Jacking off Tony. Tom says there being like, oh, nice drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do us. Uh, Going to be back in the cabin uh, with Mr. Tom Whitcomb, as always. You check know, the dodgems. Check the dodgems. Flog the cabin uh, and watch us on YouTube. There's five apps on the YouTube now. Live, going, action-packed. Pretty good. You can watch the cabin. Mm-hmm. You can see what happens inside. <laughs> Just pure <laughs> magic. That sounded fucking crook. <laughs> yeah. I did not like that Thomas at all. see what happens inside the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Love of God, Hamo, end it. Bye. Thanks for joining us in the Flog Cabin. We hope you enjoyed all of our blabber. Tune in next week. Maybe somebody gets jerked off. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.